the great lsl sivaramakrishnan is here with me uh, what an honor to speak to you i hope the family and you are safe and healthy and you've got at least one if not two of your vaccines ls sir i've got both my vaccines and uh, i'm making sure i still take precautions i'm wearing my mask i'm using my hand sanitizer and i don't leave the house unnecessarily and as you know when we go to work we are living in a bio bubble so we are making sure we are all safe and healthy so let's talk about england because they seem to be having more problems than india right now crawley and sibley have been dropped for the third test at heading lay leads and the world's number one t20 batsman david malan has been drafted in you think that will bolster their batting i think in a situation where they're going to play a test match in headingley where the ball swings and the ball seems around somebody like a david malan if he's going to look to play shots against high quality fast bowling like india have i think he's going to be in for a lot of trouble white ball cricket the ball just swings in the early part of the innings maybe for three or four overs but here in red ball cricket and headingley the conditions and the history tells us the ball's going to be swinging all day so in these conditions i don't think we need to fear too much about uh, david malan i think it's a sign of desperation from england's point of view that they don't have enough replacements technically really good enough replacements so they brought in an attacking batsman to take the attack to the opposition but therein lies a chance of losing an early wicket a mark wood is likely to be fit again they're saying after him uh, you know banging against the boards i remember mr gavaskar saying on commentary that he had recommended to the icc a long time ago about foam you know being in that particular area and the advertising to come up that's unfortunate if he's fit and they have the young fast bowler sakib mahmood who gets a chance in the england squad sakib is a debutant but he's really proved himself in uh, in the other formats you think those infusions into the bowling attack will help them at leeds sir i think the very fact that england are making a lot of changes knows i mean shows the instability in their team lineup india probably will play the same side the last test match was a forced change because uh, shardul thakur wasn't fit they got in ishan so the side that makes more number of changes are the ones that are more insecure and the ones that are less confident so i think these changes coming in will also put pressure on the people that are coming in because england are one down so they have they will get into a situation where they'll have to win a match to get those uh, icc points so these people coming in will be added pressure on them and india will just have to remain focused take uh, the positives of the first game they should have won the first game in nottingham if not for the rains on the last day they won the last test match it was a brilliant win india will be high on confidence at the same time you should make sure that you don't get overconfident and india despite not winning crosses are winning matches which is very good i think india are set up i mean they are a complete setup and the openers are taking the responsibility because we are one batsman short the openers are taking the responsibility and setting up a good partnership seeing of the new ball rohit and kl rahul are doing a very good job and also what's happening now we saw that in nottingham we saw that the settings involves the lower order batsmen adding very very important runs now this is uh, a question that all our ashwin fans will ask you all spin fans will ask you which is your art is there place for our ashwin in the squad sir i mean we all know ashwin can bat even during the time after the world test championship he kept himself busy uh, match ready by playing some county cricket my question is have you spoken to him is it going to be the four seamers and jadeja your thoughts i think in the next 
next match where Headingley usually swings and seams around, it'll be more or less the same combination. If Shardul Thakur is fit, he might come in place of Vishan Sharma because Shardul Thakur can come contribute with the bat. So that will be the only change. The conditions are the ones that are preventing uh, Ashwin from playing in the 11. It's not the quality of Ashwin, it's only the conditions. I think even in Manchester, it's going to be cold, it's going to be swinging around. I think the best chance for Ashwin to play in the 11 is in the Oval Test match where the sun will come out, it's in London and usually the Oval pitch helps the spinners. So if India are going to go in a combination with three fast bowlers and two spinners, only then Ashwin will find a place in the team. It's very, very unfortunate and I feel sad for him but uh, that's the way it goes. I mean, the team is far more important than the individual and Ashwin, being one of those boys, will realise that every win for Team India will take them a step further ahead in the World Test Championship points table. Are you in touch with him, sir? Have you exchanged the odd WhatsApp? You know, how is he keeping mentally? I mean, confident, what kind of a person is he? I mean, not letting all this phase him. No, I usually don't disturb the players when they're on tour. So, I leave it to them because they've got so many things to handle. And I know for a fact that living in a bubble and not playing is the most frustrating thing that can happen. So, Ashwin will find a way out because he's a very intelligent man. And he will be working on different variations. Because he likes to add a new delivery almost every season. And now that he's not playing in the 11, he can probably bat a lot in the nets and improve his batting like Jadeja has done. And Ashwin got 100 in Chennai just recently on a ranked yeah. turner. So if Ashwin can learn and uh, perform consistently in seeming conditions and uh, swinging conditions. I think he needs to spend a lot more time in the nets to improve more as a cricketer, his bowling, his batting. And if he can work on his fitness, I think Ashwin can play for another four or five years. You know, Pujara and Ajinkya were resolute. There's no doubt about that. But they still don't look like men in form, Alessa. There are also voices saying Hanuma Vihari was splendid in Australia. Your thoughts about that middle order, in particular Pujara and Ajinkya? Well, Pujara is struggling because he's looking to play leg side where the ball's uh, swinging around. He's committed to playing to mid-on and mid-wicket. And they're in close in face, the face of the bat and the ball uh, the finding the outside edge most times. But uh, in the last innings, he was gritty. He played a number of uh, deliveries and he played an important part in steadying the India's innings. Ajinkya Rahane getting a half century probably saved him a place in the team. But uh, who do we have to replace? I mean, Pujara. Pujara at the moment... We don't have anybody solid. We have stroke makers, but we don't have anybody solid. So I think Pujara will carry on. The only thing Pujara can do is to try and work out singles. If he plays six balls in a row, I can tell you as a bowler, I can plan a dismissal. So what Pujara can do is try and pick up a single as quickly as he can and get off strike which means the other batsman will be playing and uh, that, that will take a lot of pressure out of Pujara. So at the moment, he can concentrate on picking up singles in the early part of the innings and later on when he's well set, he can play his natural game. And Ajinkya Rahane, being the vice-captain of the team, having done well in Australia when Virat Kohli left, Ajinkya Rahane getting 100 in Melbourne was crucial. And uh, Rahane bats really well under pressure. Even in the last game, in the second innings, there was a lot of pressure. He was cool as a cucumber and he played a very good innings. So I think at the moment, they will stay. But in the future, you have to look at replacements for number 3 and number, six, number 5 because they are in their 30s. 
they are in their 30s they might play for the world test championship in the next two years but two years and beyond we need to start blooding youngsters so maybe uh, vihari's time will come the indian team's on field behavior has come into the limelight ls sir kohli exchanging words with ali robinson siraj staring what's your view now you must have been sledged by the aussies in your playing days to give it back or to take it silently and let your performance do the talking that's the question no 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 we've been uh, sledged for decades now and nobody said anything about it apart from the west indians who made eye contact and talked through their eyes the rest of the cricketers have made abusive remarks and uh, people in the uh, people sitting here uh, in india won't know about it and when virat kohli is going back at them see the very fact that somebody is sledging and we've been on the receiving end for a few decades is because they thought they were far superior when i was playing in australia i was told that i'll get hit in the head they want me to want to hit me more than taking my wicket because they don't want me to bowl so all these things taken into consideration the indian team now is a current lot they're so confident they want to give it back i mean when you give it back to somebody and the camera pans on virat kohli and not the person who's instigated the sledge the sledging part of it i mean we don't know who started it but there's always one camera on virat kohli which shows that virat kohli is arguing all the time but he has got to stand up for his team that's what kl rahul said you go i mean after one of us the 11 of us will go after you and uh, we've been sledged for ages it's time we gave it back and uh, i think a lot of attention and focus has been given to virat kohli because he's uh, given the exposure and he's always been in vision i mean that's the way he celebrates so be it what's important is his record as test captain his record as uh, captain away from india and uh, how he gets india back to winning ways i mean even in the uh, last test match they got england all out in less than 60 overs so i think virat the leader should be looked at and virat uh, the sledger should be looked at because we really don't know sitting here with so many cameras we don't know who starts the sledge very well said sir now virat not scoring 100 over a couple of years does that worry you or do you feel it's only a matter of time well virat is a great pleasure to watch when he gets going so that really i mean i feel let down when virat kohli gets out and he looked good in a couple of innings where he got out to starts and then got out his impulsiveness to play at the balls at the beginning of the innings is what letting him down if you see rohit and kl rahul their tendency or propensity to leave deliveries outside off stump has been their priority virat when virat kohli comes he wants to dominate the bowling he wants to get into the thick of things straight away so he is looking to play at every ball so virat kohli follows the same pattern as a rohit or a kl rahul leaving balls outside the off stump alone then they are forced into bowling towards virat kohli's stumps and when they come to virat kohli's stumps therein lies the chance of them getting uh, shots through mid wicket and when you hit through mid wicket then you often uh, change your line to off stump outside off stump again then his cover drive is the shot will come into play so i think in the early part of his innings we should frustrate bowlers by leaving deliveries alone outside off stump and forcing the bowlers to bowl to his strength you're such a fine cricketing brain and i want to pick it joe root is looking in such ominous form your advice to the indian bowlers to try and get him out what's the best way to do it it's it's a difficult proposition if you look at it on the outset well he's been quite sensational i mean he's incredible the way in which he's batted in this innings you get joe root out early and then you get england out early that's what happened in the second innings at lords and he's made a few technical adjustments his front foot would often go across towards the off stump and he would get trapped leg before very often in the past now his front foot is going towards 
the leg stump, which means anything coming in, he's playing with the bat. There's a passage for the bat to come through straight over the top of middle knob stump and it can offer the full face of the bat. So because his leg is on the leg stump, you can't be out leg before because the ball still has about four feet or six feet to travel after impact. So what they can do is, the earlier plan was getting the ball in and getting him out LBW. Now the plan, because his front leg is on leg stump, was to pitch it off stump and take it away. When your front leg is on leg stump and you're trying to play at balls off stump or outside off stump, you tend to play away from the body. He might play a few cover drives, but set up an extra cover and a short cover, have two slips in a gully, bowl the outswingers more often than the inswingers, and change your plan to getting him out caught in the slip or getting him out bowling from middle stump to off stump. Beautiful. Now, the last time we met at Headingley Leeds, 2002, India won by an innings and 46 runs, but I'm going to throw some numbers at you. In the last three tours, LSR, 2011, 2014, 2018, we have never won more than one test match in England in three tours. Do you think we can make it to love? In this series, are we looking think, that good? I, th I think we certainly can. I think we certainly can. This is a different uh, Indian team. A lot of people criticize Ravi Shastri, you know, on social media. I know what Ravi Shastri is all about. He's always hungry for victories, whether he was a player, whether he was batsman. I mean, Ravi Shastri, I'll give you an example. The tour of Pakistan 1982 was my first tour with the Indian team. I was 16 years of age. Ravi hurt his webbing in the first test match and the openers failed to get runs. And in the last test match, in the fifth test match, Sunil Gavsal came up to him and said, I would like you to open the innings. When none of the other openers had uh, got runs. But Ravi went out there and the ball was reverse swinging for the first time in cricketing history without anybody's knowledge. I mean, everybody knew later what happened, but Ravi went and got a brilliant hundred. And that shows the character of that man. He was out with a split webbing, not playing three test matches. Then he, he's asked to open the innings. He plays the new ball. There's a lot of reverse swing of the old ball. He plays the likes of Imran Khan, Satras Satras Nawaz and the rest and gets an outstanding 100. That's what he's made of. I mean, he's strong in the mind. He's got the willingness to learn. He's got the, he's got the urge to tell people. He knows how to nurture youngsters. And he and Virat Kohli get along really well. And I think Ravi, uh, the champion of champions, will make sure that they win more than one more game. I think they'll want to make it 3-0, if not 4-0. Lovely. That's a lovely segue into your career, Saya. <laughs> Now, your career, you were not yet 19 when you won a test match for India. 12 for 181 against England at Bombay in 84-85. It's wonderful that we're in the midst of an India-England series. We can talk about that. Your memories of that test match, I mean, they had Gatting, Gower, Lamb, three of the best batsmen in the world, and Elsie Ramakrishnan gets 12 for 181. We won by eight wickets. Could you recount some memories, please? Yeah, it was Ravi again. I mean, we were playing a board presence 11 game versus England in uh, Ahmedabad. And uh, Mr. Sunil Gavaskar told Ravi Shastri to see how I was bowling. Well, there was no question of the, the talent. He was just uh, inquiring about the form that I was bowling. And uh, Ravi told me very clearly that I'm not going to expose you too much in the first innings. I'm going to give you a very short spell, which he did. I bowled only seven overs. I got one wicket. And second innings, he gave me the end that I wanted. He said, whichever end you want, you bowl. And I think I bowled 24 overs, 25 runs and four wickets. And straight away, the call to Sunil Gavaskar said, he's good enough for the Mumbai Test Match, for the Bombay Test Match. And I got picked for the Bombay Test Match. And I got six in the first innings. On day one, I picked up four wickets. Day two, I picked up two. And we were able to keep uh, England for less than 200. So once we did that and got a reasonable lead, uh, plenty of runs to bowl with. Second innings, I thought Mike Gatting played really well. He 
got a hundred, and uh, I had to go much longer spell to get uh, another six for and twelve for one eighty one in the end won us the game for India, and it was after a long time that India won a Test match. By the end of that series, you had twenty three wickets. You were judged man of the series. Some other salient memories of that series. I'd love you to to recount them. Actually, I should have got more because I mean, today you have a complete brand list. You have a bowling coach. You're developing different deliveries. There's so much of uh, television coverage. The boys get to know about the game in a short span of time. So if we had all those facilities at that point in time, not only me, people like Sadhanand Dushanath, Manendra Singh, Chetan Sharma, there were a lot of talented youngsters around at that point in time. But we didn't have technology, we didn't have a proper coach, we didn't have people to tell us what we were doing right and what we were doing doing wrong technically. So we were going through a phase where we were not. Uh, I mean, we didn't have. something to support the system was not there to support us so all of us uh, lost our way because the huge expectation of the public also weighed very heavily i mean as uh, between 17 to 22 if you are expected to succeed in every game it puts a lot of pressure and not even mature at that uh, that age i think that's where anil kumble stood up anil kumble came in at the right time he had finished his engineering and uh, he was mentally a lot more mature so he came in at the t- uh, right time in the 20s when he was in his 20s. and you did really well but once anil came in none of us had a chance to make a comeback the icing and the cake came when you were in the india one day squad that won the world championship cricket in australia in 85 apparently you weren't supposed to play till sunny gavaskar took ravi shastri and you out for dinner before the first game and then he said he'd like you to be in the lineup <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, very true. Because uh, we were just having a meal, and uh, Gavaskar turned around and asked me, "What field would you like to bowl to tomorrow?" So I was surprised because uh, I never expected to be a part of the fifteen. And uh, then I was here; I was going to be playing tomorrow. So I said, "Sariba, I thought I was not going to play." I said, "Listen, I'm asking you, what field are you going to bowl to?" Which means you're playing. So I said, "Okay, give me uh, five or ten minutes to think. Let me let this sink in." So after that, we talked through a lot of things, and Ravi, being my captain in the under 19s and junior India, which was like the A team in those days, Ravi, me, and uh, Gavaskar, the skipper, had a long conversation, and we decided on the strategies that we were going to be employed. And clearly, what one thing uh, Mr. Gavaskar said was, between Shastri's ten overs and my ten overs, in the twenty overs that we bowl, we need to get at least four or five wickets, which then meant that the middle order was broken. There was no partnerships in the middle of the innings, and towards the end overs. The tailenders would be batting. So all Mr. Gavaskar said to me was, "Don't worry about the runs you give in those ten overs. I want you to take two or three wickets." I remember as a little boy seeing you sit on Ravi Shastri's Audi uh, while it was circling the MCG, the Melbourne Cricket Ground. You got three for thirty-five in that final. What's the most memorable wicket? Sunny Gavaskar uh, hitting the stump direct, uh, Imran Khan, or Javed being stumped off your bowling, Sadarand Vishwanath. What would be the most memorable in that three for thirty-five? Salim Malik Javed- also. <laughs> yeah, Salim Malik and Anil Dalpat. I think Javed Mianda, Javed Mianda. Not only me, a lot of people remember that particular delivery. But as a bowler, the moment I released the ball, I knew something special was going to happen because I had a great feeling. And once the ball went out of my hand, and there was flight, there was tip, there was spin, and ball turned quite big. And it Sadarand Vishwanath made the difficult stumping look very, very easy. It was not that Mianda was was looking to step down the track. He was looking to just grope forward and work it for a single. And he was comprehensively beaten, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed Mianda's wicket because then the match turned around on its head. Because I, in fact, bowled the last over, the fiftieth over. Kapil Dev also bowled nine overs in that innings. He had one over remaining, and the fiftieth over, Kapil came running all the way and said, "Sunny, 
I have one more over. Let me complete the innings. So Sarivai said, no, Shiva has done such a wonderful job. He deserves to bowl the last over. And doesn't happen very frequently. A leg spinner bowling the 50th over in the first innings of a 50-over game. Yeah, lovely. Is it true that March 22nd, the same year in Sharjah, India versus Pakistan, the Four Nations Cup, Pakistan uh, are chasing 126 and when Imran Khan came out to bat, the crowd was shouting Shiva, Shiva. That doesn't, that doesn't happen too much when Imran's in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of Indian crowd. Lots of Indian crowd. And uh, they were thoroughly disappointed. We were bowled out for 125. I remember it was a Friday. So because we got out well before the 50 overs of bowled, it was a long break. It was a very long break being a Friday. And we all went to sleep in the dressing room and Ramakan Desai, just woke us up about 20 minutes to go for play and uh, so made sure that uh, we all got a cup of tea. And all couple they've said was, we are the world champion. We won 83, won 85. Now, if they can bowl us out for 125, so can we. We can get them out for less than that. So come on, boys. Let's make them work for each and every run. So that's the only thing couple said we took to the field. Actually, the sleep helped. Because everybody got to relax mentally. Otherwise, we'd have been uh, very tense. We'd have been saying, oh, because the other room was celebrating. Pakistan was celebrating at lunchtime. But once we went in and Mohinder Ramanath got the first run out, I thought uh, then couple brought uh, me and Ravi on very quickly because the ball was turning on that pitch. I got two wickets, Ravi got three. And so, like Gavasko wanted, couple got it from us. And there was a collapse. They were bowled out for 87. And I think that was one of the greatest matches that I played. And the googly that got uh, Imran Khan. Yeah, again, Vishwanath, swift stumping. <laughs> yeah, Vishy has been my big buddy. I mean, we've known each other for a long, long time. We were in Bangalore for all the under-15, under-19 camps. And Vishy knows my bowling inside out. So, it was absolutely fantastic on Vishy's part to have affected Myanmar stumping in Australia and Imran Khan stumping in uh, Sharjah. I want to recount one Ranji memory. You had 500s in first-class cricket. Your batting by the late 80s had improved enough to make you a key member of the Tamil Nadu team just on the basis of your batting. Tamil Nadu won the Ranji Trophy in March of 1988 after 33 years. Your memories of that Ranji win, uh, Bharat Arun, uh, V. Siv Ramakrishnan, who is now your co-commentator, Vidyut's dad, V.B. Chandrasekhar, Robin Singh, great side. If I'm not mistaken, you beat Railways in that final. Just your memories of, of being Ranji champs after three, uh, almost three and a half decades. Yeah, we did uh, beat Railways uh, in Chennai in the finals by a big margin. But uh, if I tell you something, you won't believe it. It was 1987, the Lions Club. I played two matches in the Reliance Cup and I'd just come back to Chennai. And uh, I was told by my association, I was told by the selectors, Tamil Nadu selectors, that I don't find a place in the Tamil Nadu team. They didn't have a place for me in the Tamil Nadu team. And they wanted me to say to the press that I was not fit. I told them, if you have the guts, go ahead and drop me. I will not lie to the media that I'm not fit. But eventually, at that point in time, the selectors got together in a desperate situation. Finally, they managed to play me. In the first game, I managed a couple of wickets and managed to score some runs. And we won that game. I think it was against Kerala. And thereafter, I think I started contributing with the bat and the ball. And that particular team had great fielders, great closing fielders. There was uh, Vasudevan, who was the captain when Srikant was away. 
Vasudevan was a very good slip fielder. Then there was Robin Singh, Marcel Vivichandrasekhar at uh, closing fields at Sydney Point, forward shot leg, backward shot leg. So the closing catches, even half chances were converted. And Venkat Ramana made his debut in that uh, season and he was the highest wicket taker. He was quite amazing. So our batting was also solid. I mean, our batting was rock solid because we batted till the very end. B. Arun would bat at uh, number 9 and our wicketkeeper Girish was a good enough batsman and still would bat at number 10. So we and bank it up now at number 11. We were a good enough all-round side and we went on to win uh, the Ranji Trophy. Epic. Last couple of questions. Um, I want to come to the fact that you helped Sachin Tendulkar train in 1998 uh, before Mark Taylor's Aussies came in. Uh, was that a call that came from Sachin or did the board ask you to help out? How did that happen? And you obviously did yeoman service to the nation as well as Sachin's batting. No, no, no. Sachin likes to prepare. I mean, he likes to visualize. He prepares in different, different ways. And when he came to Chennai, I think he got... Uh uh, the TNCA to call me up and uh, uh, they conveyed the message to me that Sachin wants me to come and bowl in the nets. So I went to the nets, uh, which happened in MRF, and uh, he wanted me to bowl round the stumps to practice against Shane Bond. So we bowled for about 10-15 minutes and then I told Sachin, listen, you have to create match simulation. Match simulation, the bowlers bowling from the other end would have foot marks. And Shane Bond is going to be bowling into those foot marks. But here in these practice pitches, there are no footmarks. And you wouldn't believe it. Sachin was wearing a new pair of spikes and he dug up the entire lot outside Lexton. And wow. the guy who was handling the pitch wasn't very happy. And Sachin said, I'm going to bat in this pitch every day, so don't worry. So we created those footmarks and I bowled into those footmarks. And Sachin let's try different kinds of things and decided what will work for him and what will not. Wow. My last question is captains you played under. My father went to Gindi with S. Venkatragon and he talks about uh, great stories of the great man. Of course, you played in, under Kapil Dev, under um, the phenomenal son, Sunny Gavaskar. Who do you think is the captain who handled you the best, Alyssa? I would say both Venkatragon and uh, Gavaskar. Venkatragon in a different way. Venkatragon was tough, but they're at the same time motivating enough and phrasing enough to let you know that you're good enough to be able to succeed at uh, the Ranji Trophy level. But uh, at the Indian level, international level, I thought it was Sunil Gavaskar. Sunil Gavaskar understood me really well and uh, had a lot of confidence in me. I mean, he would come and ask me what field that I wanted. I would go and tell him, well, I'll give you an example because uh, during the World Championship of Cricket, I was bowling with a short front leg, deep square leg, deep mid wicket, short mid wicket and long on. Five fielders on the leg side and just four on the off side. And uh, I had Martin Moxon cotton bowl. And I saw the next batsman walking in was uh, Alan Lamb. So I went to Mr. Gavska and told him that I like a change of strategy. I want uh, the short front leg removed and a short third man in. So, Sunny Gavaskar said that, uh, listen, you're doing fine. As long as you don't concede boundaries, you're fine. You've just taken a wicket. Why do you want to change your strategy? So, I told him, no, Alan Lamb cannot pick my googly and I'm going to bowl an over full of googly. So, Gavaskar said, if you have so much of confidence, just go ahead, don't even ask me. So, I changed the short front leg to short third man and I bowled five googlies in a row and he got out to the fifth one. So after that, Mr. Gavaskar came up to me and said, now you can set the field and move, do whatever you want. In fact, he called the deep mid wicket. He had a slip and belly for a slip and silly point in the last couple of overs that I bowled in that game. What a lovely so that was That was what confidence was all about, man management was all about and handling a leg spinner. 
Mr. L. Sivaramakrishnan can be heard on the Tamar feed on Sony 10 for India versus England, the Indie Tour of England 2021. Also watch extra innings, Sony Sports' live studio show from 2.30 in the afternoon, Indian Standard Time, followed by the third test of India Tour of England live from 3.30 in the afternoon on Sony 6, Sony 10 3, Sony 10 4, August 25th to 29th, 2021. Thank you for your time and your patience. This has been an absolute fanboy moment for me and uh, I got to soak in so much. Thank you, Alyssa. Cheers. Thank you. It was a pleasure.